Ever wonder the true power of sports? Well, you come to the right place. Welcome to the Sports for Social Impact podcast. I'm David Thibodeau, and I believe that by exploring the intersection between sport and society, we can better leverage the sport industry for maximum impact. We explore what sports true power is to understand the impacts on and the impacts of sports on society. Join me as we learn how sports can influence important policy areas such as the environment, transportation, education, and so much more. Klaboo is a young organization based in Amsterdam. It is a social startup with a scalable business model to power positive change through sport. They work directly with refugee communities around the world who lead their own projects. So I'm going to say right off the bat, before I even introduce the guest speaker, um, I really like this project. I think it was so fascinating to learn more about it. And this conversation was really, really, really interesting. So the guest is the project manager uh, with Klaboo. He joined in August of 2022. Uh, He is originally from Germany. So Tiark Clement um, studied sports sciences in Germany. And during the summer breaks, uh, he used to work as a surf coach in the French Atlantic coast. Um, he moved to Lisbon to combine this passion of surfing and, the pa- and his, his profession of teaching and has since moved to working on this uh, social project with the Club Boo Foundation. And I think it's, I think it's uh, awesome. And he was a really great guest to have on and it was a really great conversation. So I hope you all enjoy it and learn a lot. So for this episode's new segment, I didn't so much have a new story as just some um, some general information on refugees and the status of refugees and some sport and refugee initiatives that I re- that I would really like to highlight. So in twenty or in June every year, there's the World Refugee Day. So on June 29th, and according so this year, according to the UNHCR, so the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, they published some updated numbers. And there are more than 110 million forcibly displaced people. 34.6 million are refugees. 5.4 million are asylum seekers. 62.5 are internally displaced people. So you know it's it's getting worse. At the end of at the end of 2021, they get they estimated there was 89.3 forcibly displaced. So a year and a half ago. It's already gone up by 20 million. So it's really, really quite terrible, this, this, this crisis that's going on. And the approach that the UNHCR is taking with sport, I think is really fascinating. So they've launched sport partners and sport programming and sport policies. So they say that for, sport, or for, for people uprooted by conflict and persecution, sport is much more than a leisure activity. It is an opportunity to be included and protected, a chance to heal, develop, and grow. Sport can be a catalyst for positive change, empowering refugee communities, strengthening social ties, telling positive stories, and providing opportunities to achieve dreams. So in 2022, they launched their first ever sports strategy called More Than a Game, and it's supposed to run until 2026. So I think it's really Really cool. They have different partnerships, programs, projects, and tools uh, that that support the development and inclusion and cohesion and well-being of uh, people in displacement contexts. 
So I think it's really, really cool that they're doing this. And one specific initiative that I want to uh, highlight was the the refugee Paralympic team and the refugee Olympic team that were set up by the International Paralympic Committee and the International Olympic Committee. So this first happened in 2026 in Rio or 2016 in Rio and 2020 in Tokyo. I think two cool uh, positive uh, initiatives that were run by these organizations. Uh, so this is what Thomas Bach had to say about the, uh, the refugee Olympic team. So this will be a symbol of hope for all refugees in the world and will make the world a better aware of the magnitude of this crisis. It is also a signal to the international, international community that refugees are our fellow human beings and are an enrichment to society. So I think it's really interesting how they're using sport to talk about this issue, to talk about um, the, the refugee crisis around the world right now and how they're driving this conversation forward and how we're using sport to empower and enrich, enrich lives. So I think this is a, you know, really feeds into the project that Clabu is running. And I, so it really, really, yeah, really great conversation. And I hope that you enjoy it. Welcome today to my guest, who is Tiark Clement, who is a project manager with uh, Clabu. Um, Tiark, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, tell us a bit about yourself to start off. Yeah, hi, uh, David. My name is Tiark. I'm 30 years old from Germany. I studied sports sciences in Berlin. Um, during the semester breaks, I work as a uh, surf, surf coach in France. And then after my degree, I went to Portugal to um, combine my passion for surfing with my profession of um, being a teacher. And then after a few years at the German International School, I really thought I wanted to use the impact I had in my sports lessons for people in need. And that's why I joined um, the Klabu Foundation last year in July. Now, as you said, I'm working as a project manager. Okay, awesome. And so let's talk about it, more about Klabu. So what so what is it? Um, and you know, you, you know, your website, you say that you work directly with refugee communities around the world who, you know, who lead their own projects. So what does that mean? So yeah, so I guess like tell us exactly what Klabu is and then tell us a little bit about um the work that you do. Yes. Um so Klabu is very unique um, because we have um, one site. One side is the foundation site where I'm mainly working on, and then we have the business side, I would say, or more like the sports brand side. And um, our foundation does projects in refugee camps and we finance our projects or we try to finance our projects fully from our brand side, from the sportswear. And I think for you, mainly interesting uh, is what we are doing in our foundation. And um, yeah, to put it in one frame, or like to frame it in one sentence, it's we use the power of sports for refugees. And then we do that by building clubhouses in refugee camps all around the world. So we started our first project in Kenya and uh, we um, built a second club center or clubhouse in um, Cox's Bazaar, Bangladesh. We went to Greece and uh, now we also have two projects closer to our base in, in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And um, our next project will be in Brazil. And um, yeah, the main goal is to establish so social centers 
for refugees, where they can come, where they feel welcome, where they have access to sports and where they really have a place where they feel they belong to. And um, yeah, that's our mission. Mm -hmm. And as I said, we our goal is to be fully self-sufficient. So we want to fully finance ourselves through our brand, through our sportswear. But at the moment, we're still building that up. So we also um, have um, support from donations and partners. Okay, yeah, no, definitely. And uh, there's definitely different questions that, you know, that I want to uh, talk about that you just, that you just raised. Um, but I guess, so like specifically you do, um, when you're implementing your clubhouses and, you know, the, your projects in these communities with refugees, um, you work directly with, with them to create the projects who, um, can you tell us a little bit about that process? Like how, how you involve them, um, w why you try to, you know, base it more on, you know, instead of having, you know, you create the project and you implement it, why, why is it important for you to, you know, build it with them from right from the get-go? Yeah, we, really, we really want to empower the people. We don't want to be that one organization from Europe, which comes to a refugee camp and then really um, tells people how to do it. But we really want to work with the people on the ground. So as an example, in, uh, in Kenya, in our first project, we built um, the club center with the community and then we also trained uh, members from the community to run the clubhouse. So we have um, four club managers, we call them club managers, and they are our team on the ground. So they are really responsible for the clubhouse, but we also train them in the beginning. So we do workshops with them. We, um, we fully mentor them. And um, for example, now as a project manager, also responsible for our project in Kenya, I have weekly meetings with our staff on the ground to um, hear from their problems, to hear what the main challenges were, what, what, what is going very well, and to support them. But um, basically, we, we all see them as full team members. So we have, I always say we have our team in Amsterdam, but we also have our team in uh, Kenya, and, and we have our team in Bangladesh. We have it in Greece. We will have a team in Brazil. So it's really full team members. And I think it's super important to, to give the power to the people in the camps and not just being the organization which knows how to do best mm -hmm. absolutely and so tell so tell us more about the the clubhouses themselves so what what is in the clubhouse <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very very um, good question so the clubhouses um are um so so with the first clubhouse we built out of a container and it's mainly um has uh, different functions. One function is it's the home of our sports library. So we um, have sports equipment in the club center, which we give to people to um, to borrow it to, to do sports. And uh, we also do that system because we want to establish something um, sufficient, self-sufficient. So um, instead of just donating sports equipment, we really give it to people, but then they just have it for one or two days and then they give it back to our club managers and we keep track of that equipment. So that's one part of or one function of, um, of the sports club. Then we also want to extend um, or expand um, the impact beyond just sports. And it's all, it also functions as a social center. So it's a place where people can go to, where they can have a good time, where they feel safe, where they can meet friends, where they... Um, have access to internet so they can study they um, can stay in contact with their families they um, yeah, have a place to just um, connect 
and also then we offer activities so and that can be sports activities it can be popular sports like um, football it can be volleyball but we also try to introduce new sports like frisbee um which is also very exciting for many and um yeah and i think through that we really offer something we offer moments of relief we offer moments where people really can showcase their talent and yeah and and and, and places which which they can build also their life around. So they have the club center. They know every day there's something going on at the Klavu and we can go there. We feel welcome. We can meet our friends and we can just have a good time. And I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds, uh, that sounds really interesting. And and how it's more than just like a sports hub. It's, you know, a social hub and it's it's for open to everybody, right? It's not just um, a, select, a select few who are able to go to the sport, uh, the sport program and stuff. So I think it's really interesting in how, and I think it's important that it is open to everybody and accessible to everybody. So I think that's that's a really important aspect of it. So we'll, yeah, and we'll... I, th- I think I think that really is something that had developed into that, and we really saw there's there's a need, and that's really what what was required sort of by the local community. So first, people came to borrow sports equipment. The first idea was to give equipment, but then we also saw people enjoy having a good time there. They 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 want to stay there. They want to chat to their friends they want to um yeah they just want to see it as a meeting point and then um we started to expand by by um providing television so they can also come see um, their favorite um teams play on live on okay. television they we we do uh, movie screenings and uh, and that, that was really how it developed and now it's really a social center i would say with the main focus on sports but also yeah it's a place open to all and um, the last um, or latest development is really that we are now open to partner organizations. So organizations can come, can use our facilities and can um, yeah, can can take advantage of that. So um, also in Kenya, we have um, one partner organization called Kalo Battle. And uh, our, our sports club is based in the Kalo Bay refugee um, settlement. And the Kalo Battle... And that's every Friday a music competition and um, they use our clubhouse and it's very popular. So a lot of people come and they join and they um, can either participate so they can sing their favorite songs, they can really perform or they can just cheer and can dance into the weekend. And I think that's it's so nice to see that it's not just sports, but it's also really yeah a vibrant, um, lively place. And I think it's, it's great to see. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And I think that really speaks to, you know, how sport, you know, yeah, I guess like sport is kind of a draw. It's like the starting point and it brings people together. And it's, yeah. So I think it's interesting how it plays into all those different um, ideas about the power of sport and how sport can, you know, act as that unifier and and really create that sort of sense of community and stuff that, you know, that people kind of, you know, gather around. And yeah, I think that's a lot of fun. That sounds, that sounds like a really great, um, you know, I guess, um a really great area for people to go to and and you know be be part of uh you know this 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 ongoing community event so i think it's really interesting so i'm curious to know why you think like why is kabu focused on sports like why sport <laughs> so um i know that the first time we went to a refugee camp um, we saw everything, the basic needs are provided. So people are more or less, but they are safe. They have access to food and uh, they have accommodation. 
But then you also have to see that all around the world, the average time that refugees stay in refugee camps is 17 years. So it's a long time without anything really to do. So they stay there and they don't have really a perspective. They don't have anything to do which really gets them out of bed. They don't have any anything that lifts them up. And then we thought sports is such a great tool for that to really empower them to give um yeah to, to give some or to give the stage to to really shine you know if, if you're a talent fo talented footballer and you can really show that in your t uh, during a match you really forget about everything around you and i think that's that's the great about sports and um, everyone has access to sports uh, if, if you just give the tools if you give a football everyone can play can play and i think yeah that, that's great about about sports it's really a uniting um experience and and as i said i think it's nice to to bring everyone together but then also build on that mm -hmm. so sports is a good good thing to attract people but then as the next step also to to really provide everything around that and i think that's that's great about sports so what impacts have, so after i don't i can't remember exactly how long you've been working as the project manager for club but what impacts have you seen come out of this project like what tangible impacts have you seen on a refugee's life so the first pre project I was really heavily involved in, which I um, also helped to set up, was in Terappe, which is a place close to Amsterdam in the Netherlands, where the central um, reception center for refugees is. So everyone who seeks asylum in the Netherlands goes to Terappe to register. And we also set up a sports club there. And um, the advantage of that place also for me being new at Klabu was that I could go there every week. So I was almost in the beginning every week. I go, I went there and I really um, set everything up and I could also experience the impact that the project had. And uh, yeah, I, I could really see it when I, when we first went there and had our initial visit, it was really a, a sort of dead place. So there were, were a lot of kids sitting when they were on their phones, they were just sitting outside, but they did not have anything to do. And there were even some facilities. So there was a sports pitch, but there was not really equipment. So we could also yeah, really see there is potential, but we just need to activate the whole area. And so we provided the sports equipment. We set up our sports library. And um, we also do uh, activities organized by professional coaches. And whenever I went through these activities, you could really see in the beginning, people were just a bit shy. They were sitting there and they did not really know if they wanted to join. But then after a while, if you start doing your activities, if you start doing a football tournament or if you start doing a dance class or other activities, people really wake up. They come, they join, and, and in the end, you really have a big crowd and you can see a lot of smiles on the faces. You can see happy people. And I think that's a great. You can really see it goes from zero to 100, from mm. being a bit without any drive, without any perspective, and then completely being in the moment and being super lively and active and and um, joining with your friends. And I think that's so great to see that um, yeah, you can have such a powerful and direct impact with um, sports activities. And it really provides some moments of relief and some moments where you can just forget about all your um, trauma, about all your bad experiences that you made all along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, I think it does give a little bit of a, I guess, like a little bit of a reprieve, a little break from those daily realities that people are struggling with you know the the trauma that they experienced and um everything like that so yes it definitely provides a little bit of an escape almost for you know an hour or two hours a day where they're able to go and and you know 
you know, be part of this thing that's, you know, bigger than themselves and, you know, connect with other people and, and be empowered through that. So I think it's really, it's really powerful. And, and, and yeah, the fact that you can think, you know, see it on their faces, I, I think is really telling on, on the, on the work that totally. Kabu is doing. Yeah, totally. And I think, which is also so nice about sports, it really doesn't matter what background you have. It really doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you experience. You can all join and you can all play for, for a few moments and then you can really forget everything around yourself and nothing else matters. And I think that's so powerful. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that's, yeah, I, I love that you're, that, you know, that especially with this like really important um, group of people who are, you know, extremely disadvantaged um you know they've you know they're they've they've fleed their home country because of you know war climate disasters like whatever um and you know now they're in this you know this brand new country that you know that they probably have never been before you know different people they don't know you know yeah so i i can see how it's very difficult and that and that and that it's really important the work that you're doing with these you know very disadvantaged this group of people um that's really incredible so yeah. I do want to talk about, you know, the business side of things just a little bit, because I think it is really interesting. We do talk about it on the podcast before, on, on, you know, um, before like this, this idea of social business, social enterprises. And so you're trying to build that up, um, with your, with the business side of it. So you have, um, I, I believe it's kind of like, uh, sportswear, like clothing and stuff that you, that you sell to, to fund the foundation side of it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, why was it important? Like, why was it important for Klabu to take that approach uh, rather than just focusing on donations? Yeah, um, that also started in our project in uh, in Kenya, where we set up our first uh, sports club. So we designed a shirt for um, the community in, in Kenya. So we, because we wanted really to give them an identity. So we went there, we designed um, a badge for them. We designed um, the shirt, the colors, um, all with them. And we said, this is your club. This is the Kalo Bay spirit. So we call it always the place of the clubhouse. And then we call it spirit. So we have Kalo Bay spirit. We have Lesfo spirit, Cox's Bazaar spirit, Teapi spirit, Amsterdam spirit, and so on. And first we use that to give identity and to really make people proud so they can really feel we belong here this is our club and this this is our identity and instead of them just getting worn out sports where donated from europe they have their own brand new um kids which uh, which they can perform in so that was the basic idea and then even some people who saw those beautifully designed shirts they they said can i even buy that like do you sell those and then we thought okay actually it's a very nice way that people here can buy a kit can be the fans or the supporters of a club in a refugee camp. And that's how we started to sell um, the sportswear. And um, so that's now the model that we design the shirts in the clubhouses with the community and also the badge. It's very important. So we do a workshop where people can give their input, where they can um, say what they, they identify with and what it actually means to be a member of the Calo Bay spirit, to be a member of the Amsterdam spirit. And then um, yeah, we really built that whole club, and now our mission is to sell the shirts. And um, yeah, by every sports product that we sell, fifty percent of the revenue go to the uh, foundation, and that, and when through that money we can directly for, um, finance our our projects. Okay, that, that's incredible. And now I, we also, 
Yeah. I was, that's, yeah, now we I'm, also around that um, sports shirts, we also create casual wear. Um, yeah, but it's mainly focused on our clubs. So really linked to the, the products are really linked to our projects. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredible. I think that's like a really interesting way of, um, you know, create, I guess, like helping create a, you know, a more sense of unity, a sense of community, um, you know, in, in these refugee communities that, you know, often they feel like they're, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they feel that their identity has sort of been taken away from them. You know, th- you know, they have no control over, you know, what's happened. Um, so, you know, giving them a sense of, you know, being part of something, being part of that team, I think is really incredible. And I, I think that's really impactful as well. And I think that's, I love how you kind of combine those two things. So you, so you're able to design it with the, with them, uh, like you know, with them and then able to sell it and then, you know, re- reinvest that back into the clubhouses and and the, and the programming that you do. I think that's really cool. And I think that's a really important, like really cool, um, uh, like aspect of Clavu that I, that I didn't actually know even existed. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I think it's also really important to, um, to also change the perspective and not just, um, be sorry for everyone who's a refugee. I mean, it, it is something to be sorry for, but it's also, it's all people like you and me. And, and, um, I think everyone has a unique talent. It's also good to really, shine the light on them and really let them show that talent, let them really be heard. And I think um, as part of that, giving the, giving a shirt to every club and really forming the, like this identity, I think that that's, it's very nice and it's a very, very yeah, unique mm-hmm. idea. And you can see today during my um, team meeting with uh, the team in Calo Bay, everyone wears the um, Calo Bay spirit shirt and they are very proud and they really yeah really feel being heard and i think that's that's beautiful to see mm-hmm. so nobody nobody listening can see this but what whose shirt are you wearing right now like you're wearing a club shirt yes um that's um the amsterdam spirit shirt so as our um our main office is based in amsterdam in the netherlands we also have a shirt and we also do um, our projects here with um, the local community so with locals with newcomers which can be asylum seekers it can be undocumented migrants or refugees and um, the club here is called the amsterdam spirit and we designed this shirt which is um, has the unique club pattern so that's always something mm-hmm. that unites every shirt but then it has different colors and so this is um, like in rainbow colors to really um, represent the diversity of the community here and and, and then we also have the badge well, um, I don't know if you can see it, um, but it is yeah. a water fountain with a pitch gin oh, and yes. a heron. And that's also um, the badge we also created in a workshop with our community. And we do every Tuesday, we do a workout here, which is one hour of a guided sports session, which can also be everything. It can be a dance class, it can be a boxing lesson, or, or um, it can be football or yoga everything and we do that with the local community and we have a park close to our office where we go every tuesday in that park there's um, a water fountain where you can um, which is accessible to all where you can um, drink from and um, then our some members of our community said actually we want to have this water fountain on the badge because this is really a place which is accessible to all where everyone no matter what background you have you can go and you can get some water and then we have, yeah, two birds, um, a pigeon and a um, heron, which are sort of, yeah, 
um, from all around the world. You can find them everywhere. Also there, you can see it doesn't matter where you come from. It's really, um, it's it's more about the unity and about, mm -hmm. um, yeah, about the spirit that unites. Wow, that's beautiful. That's like, and it's really such a, it's a really nice shirt. And so I'll, I'll make sure I'll put the link to the Klebu store on, in the show notes. So anybody listening can go and look there for, you know, look at all the different um, sport jerseys that you have. So I think that, that's really cool. And I, I had no idea that, that that was part of the Klebu project. So I think that's, uh, that's a really cool aspect that I was not expecting to, to turn learn about today. So that, that's really incredible. Um, yeah, and, and what's also um, very nice is so um, along the shirts of our different clubhouses, we also do um, a, a, a sportswear line which is open to like which is not branded with a badge. So like every company can also buy a set of shirts, and then we also um, um, do prints for the company. So uh, we can also be directly supported by partners who want to buy a set of shirts for their team. And then we also mo modify these shirts for so everyone can really support. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, Tiak, that's all the questions I really had for you today um, about Klabu. I guess I have one question for you specifically um, that I like to end off with. So, what do you think the power of sport is? For me, the power of sports is um, no matter what background you have. No matter where you come from, no matter what you have experienced, it's something accessible to all and something that unites. And I think sports really offers you a moment where you can just be yourself, you can just perform, you can just um, yeah, forget everything around yourself. And it just gives you relief and it just gives you also um, the stage to shine, I would say. So even if you had a very bad day, if you had a very bad week, if you had a very bad past, you can just um, play or you can just have a good moment in sports. I can really just show what's really in you. And I think that's, that's great about sports. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. I really appreciate it. And um, I loved learning about Klabu and all the work that you do with them. So th thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you once again to, to TR for coming on the podcast. Uh, so my key takeaway from this episode, I think is that, for, you know, we've talked, you know, we've talked about social business. We've talked about social enterprise before on the podcast, but I don't think we've talked about uh, what Clubu is doing, right? So they, they put, they are putting purpose into the product that they're selling itself. So they are using, you know, sport jerseys, right? Their team colors, um, to help empower and enrich the lives of refugees. And I think it's incredible that they are, that, 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 that is happening. I had no idea that was happening. And I think it's so fascinating. And I just, I remember being on a swim team myself and, you know, being so proud to be part of that team and, you know, showing and, you know, wearing my, you know, team jacket. And so I think it really goes to show how that can actually go a long way for helping people. Um, and, I think it has such impactful meaning behind it. And I think it's incredible. So that's my key takeaway. You know, when we're, when you're developing a sport social business, try to, you know, obviously the work that you're doing, the programs you're running are, are trying to be impactful, but also see how can you incorporate 
that impact. How can you how can you further your impact through through this measure that you're trying to do through your business? So that is the, the episode today. Thank you everyone for listening and we will talk with you next time.